Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. The cost of college. It's arriving in mailboxes and inboxes in the form of bills around this time of year. They look at colleges. They tour colleges. Um, they let their son or daughter apply to these schools. They go through the whole thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, how are we going to pay for this? We lowered our cost uh, boarding uh, of uh, room, rather, in the, uh, the, the residence halls. Go after and apply for every dollar of financial aid that you can get uh, because there are lots of interesting choices and pots of money that really vary based on circumstances. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy. The College Board says tuition and fees make up nearly 40% of the total budget for in-state students living on campus at public four-year institutions. The total is around $25,000. And if you're going to a four-year private school, well, the cost is double. Tuition bills are arriving in the mail about now, and students are gearing up to spend thousands on books and fees. Are you ready, Mom and Dad? You know, unfortunately, some of these parents didn't really go through a planning process. Jeff Boron with Send Your Kids to College and the Financial Guys in Studio with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. They, they look at colleges. They tour colleges. Um, they let their son or daughter apply to these schools. They go through the whole thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to pay for this? Yeah, and that, that's when it all sets in, though, right? When you get that bill in the mail, it is. It's it's a it's a sticker shock to many, although it shouldn't be. But um, you know, it's just like everything. People tend to procrastinate, and now it kind of hits them in the face. So you've got parents scrambling to figure out how to uh, how to how to best pay for this. Yeah, I mean, are there strategies that parents can take? To lessen that sticker shock? Sure. You know, unfortunately, if you're just getting the bill for college now, it's a little a little late to put in strategies. You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, waiting the day before you retire to say, hey, do I have enough money to retire? What can I do about it if I don't? Um, if you start early, there's a lot of strategies. At this point now, it's a matter of where is the money going to come from? So if you think about money for college, first of all, what I always remind parents is you're paying those bills with after-tax dollars. So what I mean by that is, let's say you, you've got to shell out $30,000. Well, you might have to make forty, forty-five thousand dollars $45,000 in income to pay that bill after tax. So that's the first thing to consider. And there are some, some ways actually to pay for college pre-tax, but that gets very involved. Um, you're looking at funding college either through income at that point, through assets that you have, or through debt and student loans, um, you know, increasing debt. We did a little bit, uh, I was on the show, the Financial Guys show Saturday. We talked a little bit about uh, student loan debt, and I actually had someone who ran a collection agency that just targeted student loans. And the thing that just sticks in my mind is 
you know, parents generally after they take the direct loans have to co-sign for loans. Let's say you go to Sally Mae or Citizens Bank or one of those other institutions. Um, they're not going to give your son or daughter that kind of loan without having some security. So it's a co-signer. And he said, we didn't even bother calling the student anymore. We, we as debt collectors just called the parent because if they co-sign, it's their loan just as much as it is the student's loan. Is it the majority of students pay for college through some sort of loan? Yeah, you know, right now a great a great percentage of students end up out of college with student loan debt. And there's various statistics out there, but the latest one I saw was approximately $37,000 in student loans upon graduation. Um, most students take out what's called a Stafford loan or a direct loan and That'll total $27,000 over four years, 5500 in your first year. So if your son or daughter is going to school and they're starting their first year, the max loan that they can take out just in their name is $5,500. Anything after that is not just a, a, a student sign and go away. Are there do's and don'ts when it comes to loans, student loans? There's a lot of do's and don'ts. One of the things, you know, people tend to gravitate and shop for just rate. But what you want to look at, if, if you're co-signing for your son or daughter's student loan, you want to look at what are the provisions where after that student gets out of school, has a good income, that you can be removed as co-signer. Is what a lot of people don't understand is you co-sign for that loan, it's going to be on your credit report, it's going to affect your credit score, it's going to affect your ability to get future you know, mortgage, home refinance, car loans, etc., because that affects what's called your debt-to-income ratio. So if you're a parent co-signing, just know that that loan basically is your loan, just as much as it is a student. So how can we get off that? What are the programs? What are the provisions that that lending institution has? Also, watch for the various fees. That's where some of the banks make their money, you know, other than just pure interest rates. But, you know, watch for some of the origination fees and some of the other fees with that. Um, you know, rates are going to be credit dependent. What I saw, I would say an average somewhere 7 8% this year, what I was seeing uh, for private loans. Some input now from a couple local private institutions. Well, the, the, the net cost, so if we, if we look at the, the three big categories of cost, you have tuition and fees is one, on-campus room and board is the other, slash staying at home, and then the third is this broader category of other costs of attendance, which is books and supplies, miscellaneous personal expenses, and then transportation costs. Ken Maker is president of Madai College and talks with our Tom Puckett. Uh, so what we're seeing in the tuition side is gross tuition, sticker price tuition, continues to climb each year. However, net tuition has pretty much held flat to under uh, uh, cost of living adjustments for inflation. So again, the sticker price goes up, and that's what you see on the, the first blush, but once you do the, the net price calculator, most people are seeing that a lot of tuition, tuition at private colleges stays pretty flat, uh, but doesn't increase at the same rate as, as the sticker price, and that's just because we're providing more and more financial aid. Uh, with room and board, you're seeing normal cost of living, 3, 4, 5% increases on the cost of room and board uh, living on campus. Uh, that obviously is a very relevant cost if you're talking about a campus like a Fredonia 
or uh, a St. Bonaventure that's not in the city, like a you know city or you know an urban setting like Madai colleges. So they that's almost always baked into the cost of attendance. Here in Buffalo, with so many great choices in the city, uh, extra money for room and board is sort of a luxury item uh, that folks choose to pay more so than have to pay. Uh, that being said, we're all chasing a bunch of students outside of our zip codes. Uh, athletics tends to be one of the best places to recruit to a college from outside of the city. Uh, those students obviously will pay for room and board. Transportation costs then are variable. If you're living on campus, we still count as a cost of attending the cost of getting to and from home on breaks. So those international students have plane tickets. But in general, those are, are pretty flat. Uh, miscellaneous personal expenses, that's shampoo, soap, beer, because we're talking about college students, uh, and all those other things. And then the interesting thing in terms of trends is the one in books and supplies. And while college textbooks tend to be really expensive because of the small print runs that are done compared to, say, a Harry Potter series, uh, what we're seeing more and more colleges do is go to alternative sources, electronic textbooks, and so on, as a way of trying to keep the cost of that class down to a more manageable level. Uh, what advice do you have for parents who are trying to send their kids to school, uh, to college, uh, making the payments, uh, as far as those expenses, even those um, uh, expenses on the side, you know, uh, social events and the like. Yeah, well, keep in mind, so, so when, they, when you're heading off to college, the, the idea is always, you know, as you guys have said uh, on a bunch of previous conversations, first off, think about what your first career is going to be, then think about what major gets you to that career, then find the best schools, you know, for your ability to pursue that major. And then once you're at that major and you're thinking about that school, go after and apply for every dollar of financial aid that you can get uh, because there are lots of interesting choices and pots of money that really vary based on circumstances. The interesting thing about room and board and all those other costs of attendance is that's one of the um, spending targets that a student loan is designed for. So when a student goes off to college and they're looking at financial aid and they're looking at borrowing or taking out a student loan, you get to borrow up to an amount that, that is the total cost of attendance. And so the philosophy behind a student loan is hopefully the student doesn't have to work, but we all know better. But again, the philosophy is the student loan should cover all those food and books and such so that the student can work less and spend more time on the classroom and, and in their studies. So you, you want to, when you talk to a financial aid advisor at the school that you're looking at, make sure you ask questions about the total cost of attendance and what they estimate those total costs to be. And so when it comes to books and supplies, obviously, uh, they have to go off of, you know, sort of a historical average of what students have been spending. And then you have to judge for yourself, you know, well, how much, you know, how much shampoo do you need in those personal expenses uh, kind of thing, how much of the transportation costs, you can do that math yourself. But you really want to factor all of that in, that total cost of attendance into the, the cost each year and sort of make your best estimates as to how those things are going to change over the course of the year. Basically, that's just the cost of inflation per year. You know, everything nowadays is getting more and more expensive, and most colleges are doing everything they can to try to 
keep the cost down, believe it or not. Gary Olson is president of Damon College. At Damon College, uh, just last year, we lowered our cost of um, uh, boarding, uh, of uh, room, rather, in the, uh, the, the residence halls uh, to make it uh, a little bit more affordable for students. Um, we also tried everything we can to keep uh, uh, the incidental costs down, like fees and uh, uh, book costs. And, and in fact, a lot of college uh, professors now uh, are doing everything they can to provide instructional materials that they themselves create for their students uh, instead of having them uh, purchase expensive textbooks. You know, books are, are getting more and more expensive, uh, uh, both in the high school and, and college level. So uh, that's another way of, of controlling the costs that uh, you see various colleges get into. Has the trend uh, been increasing as far as the costs, no matter whether it's the tuition, uh, the, the room and board and the like? Well, generally speaking, you know, costs for anything, whether it's in college or at, at your local store, you know, tend to creep up all the time. Uh, simply because, it, well, in the college setting, uh, it's simply because the things the college needs to purchase in order to do the things it does uh, keep you know, creeping up as well. So you, you do see every year in most colleges uh, – uh, uh, small increments of, uh, in the tuition. Most colleges, though, find a way to keep uh, those cost uh, uh, rises pretty low, you know, 1% or 2%, say. Uh, obviously, it varies from place to place. Uh, we start out our budget planning every year trying to keep um, it for no r rise whatsoever that particular year. Uh, and occasionally, you know, it'll it'll be clear that, well, we'll have to come up a, a percent or something. Uh, but we, and, and I'd say a good many colleges, do everything they can to prevent um, the tuition costs from rising whenever they can. What advice do you have for parents uh, as far as trying to uh, keep uh, the bill down as, as far as their end for paying for college, whether it's tuition, whether it's the books? Well, I mean, I would say two things. Um, as far as the costs themselves, obviously, you know, budget in advance when you, when you know your, uh, your, your son or daughter is, is approaching you know, college years, you, you know, you start putting money aside. Uh, and obviously, it's important to, to shop around uh, because different colleges offer different, different things and at different prices. Uh, but I will say, and because this is never – or rarely talked about uh, in the press, that it's not just the cost, it's the quality. You have to, you know, it's almost you get what you pay for. So you have to look at what you're getting at a particular college. So, um, you know, college A may cost a slight bit more than college B, but you're getting so much more. You're getting more personal attention, let's say, which is what we always say at uh, Damon College. Uh, or, or you're getting a, a certain a quality program that you would never get at uh, College B. So it's important to be very mindful uh, of what you get for the dollars that you invest. Watch your mail, students, and, of course, Mom and Dad. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716.
We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.